0: One talk break only and try to remember what happened based on what was written down on the run sheet from that day. As always, we've got podcast Mike with us here for any technical stuff. Hello. Mike, what date was randomly chosen today? It's the 5th of October. OK, then, it's Haym's go. Here's Mike with the sponsorship stuff before we find out what year Haym will take us back to and see if we remember anything from that day.
2: This is Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project.
1: Ando, mm-hmm. fifth of October. Throughout the years, did a bunch of shows, half a dozen dozen shows throughout the years. Want to quickly address something that we talked about in season one of the Remembering Project. In yep. 2012, we um, invented a song based on the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yes, which the is Bacon 100. The Bacon 100. So, so it's where you can link anyone on Earth through six degrees of separation. Kevin Bacon's become the poster boy for that. We wanted to go the long way. Yep. between two people and see if we could Because the
0: game with Kevin Bacon is just like pick one actor yep. and link to Kevin Bacon within five films. And, and we've tried to I mean link. And
1: I think it's been mathematically proven you can always do it. So it's yeah. not really an exciting game. I suppose it's about thinking about the films. Yeah. So you can always do it. It's like what are the films? So we went, you know, can we go the long way? If people heard that in season one, we linked what? Kevin Bacon to somebody else. I, I can't, can't remember. remember. I can't remember <laughs> who who we We talked about with. it a few months yes. ago. In 100 films and we had a lot of fun writing it. We did it sort of one afternoon. We were on the Caravan of Courage in New Zealand and we have fond memories of, you know, sitting up in the beds in the caravan (laughs) like, you know, rapidly Googling stuff, trying to do the Bacon 100. But on October 5th, 2012, which I think was a few days after we'd done the Bacon 100 in New Zealand, we had a – I forgot about this. We had a a segment where we were forced to apologise and retract because we got we one wrong, didn't we? Had incorrectly, <laughs> We put one incorrectly in there, yeah. which was we claimed David Schwimmer mm. was in the movie Plan B yeah. and he was not. Yep. I can't remember who was on that because it was you, me and Jack like divvying up. Yes. the, the <laughs> Jack would have been on that. I think it was Jack. <laughs> I do think it was Jack, unfortunately, accidentally. I remember went. you
0: being, I mean, we were both devastated that we stuffed it, but you did find a reroute. That you found you actually we
1: repatched it, but no, no, it was the it was the fix no one asked for to a problem that was invented. Yeah, we invented. Yeah, <laughs> so that was what we were doing. October five, two thousand and 2012. <laughs> 2010, mm-hmm. Buzz Aldrin was on the show. <gasps> yes, straight into a it's like, and 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 if I remember correctly, speaking, you know, quite. Earnestly about alien civilizations, yeah. which we found quite interesting. He also was a touch boring. Yeah. Um, and we, were, we, we and I, you know, I, we were so excited. We like, both loved I mean, space. Jesus. And look, this we guys have, walked on the moon. He's walked on the moon. I mean, He wasn't first. He knows that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I do, I do. We did yeah. like. I mean, it's unbelievable to have Buzz Aldrin on the show. Yeah. But one thing that yeah was you just couldn't get around was like. Lance Armstrong would have been better. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you mean Neil? Neil sorry, I mean sorry, you Neil. Sorry. But Lance would have been good too. <laughs> Don't want Lance. Sorry, Neil, Neil, Neil well Armstrong. After, after it was revealed that Neil Armstrong cheated seven times, yeah. he, never, he never actually went to the moon those seven times. Like, sorry, Neil Armstrong Neil. would have but been better. But I think it was that thing where Buzz knew and, you know, and having you know, for people that are into space, you know, that Neil Armstrong was very, very like a quiet dude, like didn't do a lot of press, like, just didn't didn't cash in on beat. We didn't want to ever cash in on being first man on the moon. But of course, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind went down with one of the greatest lines yes. in the you know in the most watched moment of human history. Yeah, and you could tell it irked Buzz a bit <laughs> yeah. because he also had a line. It that bugged he, Buzz. It <laughs> bugged Buzz a bit because he kept trying to bring the conversation yep. back to where he said, and that's, of course, when I uttered my line, mm. it's just desolate tranquility. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it was something, <laughs> something like that, like peaceful a, tranquility yeah, or like, you yeah, know,
1: yeah. peaceful desolation again, or something. And again, it doesn't, that, stick, <laughs> it doesn't stick, but it doesn't stick. But he had a line like that he that he mentioned a it, few times yeah. and that was the name of his book. Yeah. And he was like, he's saying, you know, oh, of course, like on that second uh, space walk we're out in the Sea of Tranquility picking up our rocks and that's where I... You know, I did out of the famous line. Yeah. Not that famous. It's just beautiful desolation. What is the famous line, Mike? I think it's magnificent desolation. Magnificent okay. desolation. Again, but again, doesn't one that, small that, step. That's where I. So much better. And so you guys are probably wondering <laughs> where I came up with the line, magnificent desolation. Mm. And it really just came to me in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just sort of two words. <laughs> It doesn't. We also just realised as
0: well that he was really old. He was a really old guy. And so it was, aw- again, awesome to have him on. Honoured to
1: have chatted to unbelievable. him. Unbelievable. You know, but it was that thing pioneer. of just going, it, it's, it's, the, it was unbelievable just to have that connection to yep. something incredible from human history. Mm. But we moved on pretty quickly in the show. I think we just had him on for one break. Yep. Then we went straight into a game that I think was sponsored of Guess Whom. Really? Where I was Oprah. <laughs> so I think we had a segment called Guess Whom. And I, I vaguely so remember I'd have to be people it was like celebrity and people have to ask me questions and I would right. give a, I think we were doing it for Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> so that day we were playing Guess Who and Where I Was Oprah. Then 2016 you had a meeting with the captain of your golf club. Okay, where I I can't remember what this is yeah. about but I remember us being delighted well, to find out there was captains of golf clubs. Well, you actually get you. I oh, don't uh, make us hear it again. No, no, but you, <laughs> you guys were funny that you
0: actually you get summoned could, by the captain. You mightn't get it accepted. That's right. And the captain like, summons you. So you have you. to apply
1: to be a captain? Oh. No, no, no. You,
0: you, <laughs> the, like you have to, to, to get into the golf club, you have to play around with the captain and then the captain. With <laughs> your pants off. Yeah. <laughs> and the captain then goes,
1: yes, you're fit to play at our club. You swing oh. a stick well, my boy. Yes. Have you, you ever have been board. rejected? No, it's pretty hard to be rejected. It, like what if someone couldn't play? No,
0: anyone, it's not about your, how, how will you play. It's about uh, what, basically what, what, about your etiquette. And whether you're a nice
1: person. What if you shot – I mean, I know on a golf course you're trying to get about 80. Hmm. What if I shot 500? <laughs> and I was out there all day, like doing all the right etiquette and yep. just constantly chipping the ball past <laughs> the hole and just like, you know, bowing before I went on the green and taking my shoes and socks off and stuff and all the stuff you meant to do. <laughs> I'd love to set it up. <laughs> just, I'd love uh, to set it up. Where would the captain go? I don't think golf's
0: for you. The captain would go – I'll pick pick that up. You know, we'll go to the next. He he would he would he'd like, intervene.
1: He'd intervene on your But what if I did a deep bow if you said, and I laid out my putters in the right way and I said But if you and said And I waved oh, no, both I, my putters over me and I said Honourably, sir, I would like to continue.
0: If you said, Oh look now I'm handing in a card, I really want to see every ball in, he'd have to say would have to honor it. he would have to honor it. A five hundred <laughs> The 500 round.
1: Boy, I'd love to set that up, hidden camera. Could you get to a thousand? <laughs> see, see with, with deepest love, my captain, I will play on. <laughs> well, I, well, the sun is setting, my sir. Perhaps we pick this up tomorrow. We're on the second hole, and the score was 701. I'll mark it, and we'll resume at first light. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should, we should set that up somehow. Oh, I'd love
2: to. Well,
1: I have always promised you that when I turn forty, I'll get in. I'll try and get into golf. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got a year. Um, okay, so we had the captain had a bit of a laugh with the captain. Oh, there was one that I, you know, the way we put this show together is, um, Marshy, who works behind the scenes, he sort of sends us all the old run sheets. Like Marshy is the our audio wizard. Yep. Sends us the run sheets. He goes, have a look through. You know, tell us what you want. Like, pick the break. I'll find it. And so I found when I was like, oh. We did a prank with Russell Crowe's assistant.
2: Oh, right.
1: Back in the day, and I was like, "What was that, marshy You reckon you could find that?" And he wrote back to me and said, mm, "I don't reckon you want to play that one because uh, oh. you know Russell wouldn't want us to hear it. It's just, just best for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> just best for everyone. Best for everyone. Uh, because it was it was when Russell Crowe, you know, it was the phone throwing thing. Right. And I think one of us was pretending to be Russell throwing some stuff around. Right." And just, um, yeah, <laughs> school was like hasn't aged. Just probably hasn't has aged well. well, probably no. just lands on the wrong side of the fence from, you know, yeah. that old classic funny or not funny fence. Yeah. You know which paddock you want to be in you was, want to be in the funny paddock. Yep. And I think it might have accidentally snuck into the other paddock on the other side of the fence. It was designed to eat straight away and yeah. didn't taste particularly good back then.
0: So how would it well, feel
1: so now? So how well, why would you go to the fridge now <laughs> and eat it 15 years later? <laughs> I think yeah. that's the
0: Yeah, okay. No, good. It was
1: a bad mac and cheese on the day. And that's
0: what's good about having marshy. Oh, it's great to have marshy. Listen
1: to them and go, <laughs> you don't want that <laughs> one. I don't think that's hmm. I think we just don't dig that corpse up. Yep. We just Fair let enough. the worms continue it to eat that, mm. and then over time, a beautiful meadow will grow in that field, yeah. and we won't even remember it's buried <laughs> there. So, for Russell, <laughs> for everyone's sake, we'll just let that one quietly float on by. Um, <laughs> here's something I want to hear, and, I, and 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 at risk of um, a risk of going against the, what this whole mm. experiment, the whole remembering project is for, I, I, the bit I want to play, I, I think I want to play it because it's. Terrible audio quality. All oh, right, but you'll know what I mean. We'll let Mike. You do your sponsorship thing. Okay. You'll know. You'll know. Right. There was a reason we had terrible audio okay. quality, and I, and that's what I think allows us to remember this one. Great stuff, Mike. Ando, two thousand and seven, October five, two thousand and seven. We were on the caravan oh, of courage, I and we we're in the small town of Cocklebiddy. Cocklebiddy, Pop- tiny town, population. Population seven, seven eight. four of them on holiday. Four of them on holiday. <laughs> Basically a, a, like a, a gas station, a yeah. petrol station in the middle of the Nullarbor. Mm-hmm. So we were driving across from Perth across to the east coast, yep. middle of the Nullarbor, like, you know, a, 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 pe- a giant petrol station yep. on on the on the, on the the highway and a, kind of a beautiful part of the world, like magnificent desolation out yep. there, <laughs> which I said at the time yep. and everyone – Cheered and applauded, <laughs> and it really is magnificently desolate. And and but amongst that magnificent desolation, mm. there is a petrol station and that is the town. Yep. So we on that caravan of courage, our whole thing was like, look, we're just going to wherever we stop, we're doing the show. And we had a satellite truck with us, yes, that was meant to beam the show back, but I just couldn't get. A Jeff signal. was running that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Jeff was a legend, mm. and but we we couldn't get. He signal c- or there was no way we could even we could beam the show back from Cocklebiddy. We're
0: well, just in the middle of – it really is the middle of nowhere. And there so is what? no other
1: towns within hundreds of yeah. kilometres. So Jeff, who's like a – he's a tech, he's an engineer, he crowbarred the phone box off, mm. I think with permission from Telstra, yep. but then hooked into the Telstra line that goes into the back of the phone box and we broadcast the show – down the phone line. Yeah. We had like
0: wired phone box. Wires coming out of a, a. We had our microphones, et cetera, but wires coming out of a phone box.
1: And we're like, how's this going to sound? He's like, it should sound okay. Yeah. But it it basically sounded like the whole show was on the phone. <laughs> like, well, of course it did. I never, I don't think I've ever heard it back. No, but neither have I. But, but, but on I th- the day, it was like, oh, it's going to sound a bit scratchy. Yep. But then. Pretty. Quickly. I've heard afterwards that people are like, yeah, it just you guys were on the phone for the whole show. Oh, oh my gosh! So what we're going to hear here is a bit. Well, earlier that day, we'd gone gold mining. Like, yep. I um, remember that with that in very old guy. Yes. I was about a hundred years old, and yeah. he was a prospector with a with a metal detector.
0: We'd left a place called Southern Cross or something, I think, because Possibly, yeah, because we, we, that's where the old guy took us out to prospect.
1: And um, so yeah, we we're in. Then we we're in. Cock-a-Bee. See, I'm, we might just call this show if it's just unlistenable. Yeah. But I just want to hear how bad the audio was back. Great.
2: The 5th of October,
0: 2007. Hands off Friday, everybody. Hamish and Andy to drive you home on the Caravan
2: of Courage. We are pantsless in Cocklebiddy. We are on the edge of the Nullarbor Plain in a town that has a population of eight We're in the car park in front of the only building in town. Around about fourteen kilometres out of Perth and we're closer to South Australia now. We will be trying to have a town meeting a little bit later on where we endeavour to get the entire town on the radio show. (laughs) Look, apologies uh, for the terrible reception. We're a long way away from anything. It's a a bad line. We know we sound like an AM radio show. We're not going to go and speak like this. We've started our AM careers a lot earlier than we ever anticipated. But Andy, it's exciting because... We were, were on the verge of becoming rich men. Well, Hamish, before we left, you were uh, adamant that we'd be able to pay for
0: this trip with the amount of gold you would find, and that's why you thought it was necessary to pack quite a clunky metal
2: detector, which has sat and got in my way the mm, entire trip. No, no, so it's, it's paying for itself now, because last night in Norseman, we heard about a local gold whisperer, a prospector, mm. that could uh, perhaps take me out gold hunting. His name was George. Yeah. I believe he was about 75 years old during the first gold rush. <laughs> He's about 300 now. He was, he was in a town, I forget the name, but he was I in... I think a, it was Seduna? He was in a town. It was, a, it was a, long way, a, a long way away from Norseman, but we
0: tracked there because apparently he was going to take us to the gold, where the gold bites, as he was. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is uh, us. As we pulled up to, uh, to see George, he was about a million, and his wife was with him, and uh, we'd organised to meet him at quarter past the hour.
2: We were 16 past. And we met him, and he was tapping his watch. It was, a, it was a lovely bloke. This
0: is us meeting George. Hamish was guaranteed that we'd be able to pay for our trip with the amount of gold he'd find in it. You think we can certainly find some gold?
2: If you came out this, went out this morning early, you yeah. had a chance.
0: Why? Why in the, in the early morning is it better to find gold than in the afternoon?
2: Detectors work better.
0: Detectives work better in the morning.
2: And you work yourself better, do you?
0: It's a good point. Yeah. The early bird gets the gold, as they say. Can you guarantee us a find of some description?
2: Yeah, tin and stuff like that. Tin we could sell, Ham. Great, I could sell tin. Uh, George, have you ever found any gold? I lived on it for a couple of years. You lived on finding gold? Yeah. you find a fair bit? Beer and everything, yeah. You found beer or you found gold and sold it for beer? Sold it for beer, yeah. (laughs) It's the gold rush, Ham. I I dare say, Eureka. Let's do it. Eureka's right. I'm not saying you're a gold digger, George, but uh, I guess I am, actually. Let's go.
0: All right, we're set to go. Hamish is now putting on the gold detector. And, hey, man, this is the first time in your life you are actually going for gold. You feel, do you feel a like Cathy Freeman? George.
2: George, I've got gold.
0: We're between two trees.
2: and That's, that's pretty that's good. That's gold. That's gold.
1: Right. Gold digger.
2: I'm going in, Ham. I'm going Commence in. Commence digging for gold, Andy. Right. Here we go. Just rake all the leaves off first.
0: Rake all the leaves off first is the, is the procedure. I'm raking ham. It's It sounds pretty good. Sounds good, doesn't it,
2: George? Oh. It's, it's in here. Shoot the pick. Sorry. Move the pick, Andy. <laughs> yeah, it's, in it's in the dirt. What? George, we're so close to the gold. The gold is still in that little pile of dirt. All right, I'll pick up another handful. Not in that handful either. It's not in that handful. No. No, Andy. All right, go
0: go over our spot again.
2: Oh, oh it's, it's an a old tin. Piece can. of beer can. Oh, how much oh, George, how much would I expect to get for that? You'd get sweet bugger all. As I say uh, in the old
0: gold detecting uh game, George, tin again begin again.
2: Yeah, I don't think they do say that. They do say that, but do they do they say that? Yeah. <laughs> I think George is just being a bit polite there. <laughs>
1: Tin Again Begin Again. Tin Again Begin Again. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that, but I think we should reintroduce Tin Again Begin Again.
0: <laughs> that was incredible because I suppose people are wondering why some of the audio sounds better and it's just us. We were broadcasting live in the bits
1: from the phone, from box. The phone box. And then we were obviously that was a bit that we'd recorded out with the old portable gear.
0: Yeah, and and probably been able to send it off before we traveled.
1: Yeah. would we be my would guess. have been We'd have been able to beam it back the day, the, you know, at lunchtime or something. Awesome memory. I mm. loved that. I can't believe so I, I, man, Cockabiddy was such. I mean, that first trip too, because we also had people following us. Mm. We had like you know forty or fifty cars full of people that had just decided to come to the trip. We didn't expect voyage, it for the voyage as well. Yeah. So I just remember like every night, a few beers. Oh, <laughs> 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 I mean, it was a young man's
0: game, wasn't just it? 12 just twelve nights, up at six to drive, oh. and also Mike, which was funny about the, this original caravan trip was mm. we didn't think the show could hold. Over eight days on the road because we weren't sure how much stuff we would do
1: and and whether people would be interested in a trip that went for any longer.
2: I and mean, it does amaze so, me
1: that people were tuning into the radio show to hear two guys out in the bush with this old man and just like, <laughs> meow, meow. <laughs> like it's not a pleasant but, listen. But it was such a fun
0: adventure to kind of listen to through your radios. And but we thought, oh, but let's just do eight days worth. So. I think we left on a Wednesday to arrive the Friday after and we drove so far and then from then we on… We drove
1: 2,000 kilometres across the weekend.
0: In, yeah. And, and we To went, make up the distance. Make, and so we then, the second trip and the consequences goes, hey, let's just not drive as far and make it go longer and we might be slightly fresher <laughs> and have more time to yeah. actually record things that was a better option.
1: And I think you were all… I mean, we did split up the driving for a second, for a tiny bit. Oh, no, I didn't have my licence for the first bit. Then I got my licence in Victoria, got it renewed. Yes. I got a replacement. So yeah. we started in Perth and I didn't have my licence. I forgot to bring it. So you drove us all the way across to Victoria. Yep. Then I got my licence in horseshoe. Benella. Benella, was it? Got my licence in Benella because that licence photo I had for a while and I was just, like, dirty on the <laughs> caravan trip. And then... Shortly after that, I jackknifed the van and yes. then you kicked me out of the driver's seat No, I never drove again. It was quite a dangerous... Not that dangerous. It was pretty dangerous. <laughs> oh, mate, it was a slight jackknife. <laughs> jackknife at base.
2: <laughs> Great remembering. Listener.